Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Three-way scroll. High-position visual. Sound selective mode. It's a super AV action. Contra. Famicom Yo Cassette Contra. Kohyo Hatsubai Chu. Konami. It's the retro show that you love to listen to every week called Play Retro. Welcome to episode six. Hi, I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and I like to run and gun, but rarely do I like to gun and run. Oh, don't fall. And I am your other host, Brian Dunaway, a one-man army of destruction looking for a power-up. Oh, yeah. Get the grenades. Those are the way to go if you can get them. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. This is episode six, like I mentioned. Today is all about the run and gun genre from Contra to Gunstar Heroes and beyond. We'll talk all about that coming up. Uh, but before we do, a couple quick things at the top of the show. Hey, Brian, you know when you pay your uh, four bucks a month or whatever it is to Nintendo and on the Switch you get a bunch of SNES and NES titles? Do you know what I'm Absolutely. talking about? Absolutely. I've been tempted to do that N64 thing. What are you doing? I've been tempted. Um, I know they need to work out some problems, though. I guess that thing's been a little iffy uh, performance-wise right. and stuff. And if they want extra money out of me, they better have that worked out before I before I do it. But I might. I don't know. I don't, you know, there's not a lot in the, N, or the uh, N64 era that I adore, but I do love... One of my favorite games of all time is Mario 64, and Ocarina of Time's amazing. Mm-hmm. And there are games... For sure, that I'm interested in, but I, I mostly see the PlayStation and the N64 era as kind of a mess. Yeah. And awkward, awkward teenage years yeah. trying to get to 3D. Yeah, they're like uh, polygons in those days were like bad zits on your forehead. You just didn't know why they were there. You didn't know how to get rid of them. You thought you thought <laughs> I eating can't chocolate. figure out why these zits are here. Pass yep. me the candy bar. Your mom would say, "Stop drinking milk," and you'd stop drinking milk, but you'd still have zits. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, that time. was the that was the thing your mom thought it was. It was the milk that was making the zits. She thought that. Yeah, she also thought chocolate. And um, what was the other thing? There was some third thing that she says. Oh, it was maybe cheese, but that's right. related to milk. But she was always like, that's "Yeah, because it all looks like cheese and milk." Oh God, gross! Yeah, and she'd lie like all parents and say, "You're not going to have any zits after the age of 18." What a freaking lie right. that was! Good lord. Right. Anyway, uh, so don't acne. It's a butthole. As a <laughs> as a result, I got really into playing some of those games. The library's actually gotten pretty good on the on the NES and and SNES side yeah. of things on that device. And um, they they like add like a new game every so often. Is is there a schedule to that, or do you know? I don't think there's a schedule. It seems like when Nintendo feels like it, and quite often right. they're games that aren't great. Give them more games. Like here's Scooter's Disease. And you're like, when did that game come out? I never even heard of that. (laughs) Or here's uh, uh, world famous rugby show dot com. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Never heard of these games. 
But then sometimes it'll be like, oh, uh, uh, Yoshi did some shit. Here it is, you know. Yes. Like, and you'll be like, oh, okay. Well, that I know that name. Um, it is very strange, but I I like you know for the most part the classics are there. So your Metroids, your Mario's, your your uh, Kirby's, your whatevers. And I've been dinking around in there quite a bit, and I ended up getting sucked into a complete playthrough. I think I'm going to finish it of um, Yoshi's Island, or I guess it's Super Mario World Two Yoshi's Island. Right, which was the the well the one that looked like it was painted or drawn with like uh, colored pencils, and you're controlling Yoshi, and you got Baby Yoda or Baby Yoda, Baby Mario on your back. <laughs> you got Grogu on your back. Now you got Baby Mario on your back, and if he gets off, he cries. You got to go grab him and get him back on your back, and all that. Anyway, if you never played that, it's a fantastic game, and I loved it back in the day, and played it again GBA years at some point, and loved it again. Right. And then kind of forgot about it again. And then the other day, I was just flipping through there. I'm like, oh, I haven't touched that in a while. I'll just poke my head in. No big deal. Mm, no big deal. Completely sucked in, man. Love ah, that game. good. Yeah, that's one of my favorite little platformers from the from that 16 era. It's, it's very good. How how many games do you think were released in North America for just the NES? Not the SNES, just the NES. How many games do you think? 1, 000, Licensed games. 1,500. Oh, you're a little high. Six, seven, six hundred and seventy-three. So, oh, yeah, right. I, I think you have access to like I don't know, like thirty or forty, something like that, when you subscribe to the thing. So they got they got a few more they can pull out. Oh, they definitely could do more. And there's some games in there that are just you know precariously missing, like this tennis game I'm talking about for that I was talking pre-show for the Game Boy Color. They should put those in there. Well, they should put Game Boy games in there. They don't right now. Yeah. So yeah. they should do that. They should put Game Boy. They should put GBA, and they should. Lump that in with the N64 bump. I'll pay for that. That's fine. I agree. That's worth it. I would do that in a right. freaking second. But also, you don't need to release things like Bob's Uncle or whatever game I've never heard of. There's so many in there like that. <laughs> it's really weird. Anyway, uh, that game's great. I just wanted to give it a shout out because there are way less uh, or there were way worse uses of your time than Yoshi's Island 1. I never played 2. Or is there a 2? It's oh. two on the Wii. You know, or something. I don't remember. Um, it's like a Wii game or something, right? Do I have that right? I don't know why I remember I that. I think you're right. I can't, but there is something, but I can't think. Of and it. then there's a game with Yoshi and a cookie or some shit. I don't know what that is. I never okay, played no, that. I don't know anything about Yoshi and a cookie. Yeah, that. Well, yes. And then uh, on the emulation front, I played a lot of uh, Metroid Fusion, which uh, I remember oh, being. Okay. Uh, no, that's uh, is it DS it's like port. Nope, GBA. Sorry, GBA. Okay. GBA original. And um, that game is one of my favorite Metroids. I love that game. Hmm. I've forgotten how much I liked it. So I'm playing that. Yoshi's way. Cookie from 1992. I knew there was one with a cookie in it. I knew it. How was that? Any good? Probably poo. Um, I don't remember anything about this, to be honest with you. Let's see here. Is a uh, uh, six out of ten for IGN, but is that recent reviews or was that back in the day? I'm assuming it's back in the day. Probably so. back in the day, yeah. Yeah, know. six out of ten. Yoshi Cookie, maybe it held up better than you think. Who yeah. knows? War Crusher has some nice trivia in the chat. It says Nintendo actually collaborated on Sharp TVs with an NES built oh. into them in the late '80s. They are super rare and expensive, though. Not the best TV either, but that's cool. That is cool, man. I didn't know that was a thing. That's rad. I had no idea. See, anyway. look at the chat room knowing things. Yeah, yeah. Look at them. Also, I I played uh, the greatest Tetris Effect is awesome. Okay. Prior to Tetris Effect, which is a current new version of Tetris in VR or otherwise, prior to that, though, the best hands-down Tetris game, in my opinion, 
was that DS Tetris game. And I think it's just called okay. Tetris DS. Anyway, yes. Amazing. Incredible soundtrack, uh, all tied in with like uh, Nintendo properties. So different modes. One of them is basically a, a Mario mode. Another one's like a Zelda mode. They got a thing for for Metroid in there. The multiplayer like head to head is insane. It's so good. Gosh, dang it. It's good. And I'm happy to report it's one of the few DS games that runs wonderfully in emulation because it, uh, it doesn't require the stylus at all. It didn't in the day either. You didn't need a stylus to make it work. You get a big right. tall image of it. So your opponent's on top and you're on the bottom, but you don't have to touch anything. You can just control her through that thing. And hmm. it's awesome. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Uh, I'm down with that, but you know, I don't like uh Tetris anyway. So whoa, 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 wait, what? You don't like Tetris? You know, you, we've talked about that. I don't like things to rotate. I knew you didn't like uh, this. <laughs> I don't like Steam. I knew you didn't like Steam, but I didn't know about. <laughs> I didn't know about no Tetris. Is this true? We have never talked about this. I don't think. No. Well, uh, I think we talked about it a couple weeks back. I said I don't like things that rotate, and I, I, uh, it's because I just Tetris is not I, to me. Tetris looks like it should be a game about chill, and it's not about chill. <laughs> it's yeah. the most stressful freaking thing. In the world to me. So I'm like, I don't I don't want to play Tetris, which is funny because our game this week we picked, oddly enough, I find it more relaxing. Oh wow. The hardest game of the eighties, Contra, yeah. I find more relaxing than Tetris. Contra is very a pain in the ass, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's, it it has its it has its fun. All right, tell me about your flat screen CTR for or C R T. Oh hi, look at this. Yes, yeah. okay. So I picked up. I've been Oh, that's what it is back. Look at this white yeah, look at this I've white been, noise and everything, you guys. Yeah, I've been talking about this for a little while. Yeah. It's the uh, is is I've been looking for a flat screen CRT so I could do some emulation, uh, not emulation. Sorry, so I could play some. So I could play my actual GameCube. I was going to plug my GameCube in this. Oh, you should. And so yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be doing I'm going to be doing that. Um, the thing is, hey Scott, uh, how much would you pay for a a 20 inch Symphonic Magnavox, I believe, <laughs> uh, from 2006. Yeah, CRT flat screen. Mm, I think. Dude, I'm gonna, how much? How much would you pay for that today? In today's money? I yes, would, right now. I would pay, uh, given how much those are in demand by collectors, you know, that just want to have that experience. <laughs> I'd probably say a hundred bucks. Twenty dollars. Twenty. That's, that's right. all. Twenty dollars. Not bad. So okay. Where'd so you get I'm, it? I've, I've I've learned something about myself this past week, Scott. I learned. I tried to figure out: Am I the kind of guy? That has more time or money. We talked about this pre-show a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, do I have more time or money? I have neither. Okay. So I said, all right, what am I supposed to do here? Um, I looked on eBay for some flat screen CRTs. And you know how eBay is. eBay pushes everything to the top. You know, you're not going to get a deal there because there's just too many eyes looking at it. Yeah. This thing going to happen. Yeah. So these TVs are selling for about $200. It's not even a great TV. It's just a, bleh, you know, it's a bland sure. TV across the middle. Sure, this isn't some one fancy Sony TV from the '90s. I get no, it. No, it's not a Sony or anything. Where's it? It's got like it's it's got an audio and it's got a video. I mean, it's only got one. It's not. It's mono audio at that, and it's got a coax input, so it's not great. Yeah. So uh, does it I have said, the well, UHF thing, like the the NES UHF little hookup with the two screws they, and yeah. the. Yeah. Right. No, it doesn't do that. It's 2006, that. so it's not that old. But yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so so I was like, okay. So I, I hit up my my groups and forums out there, and I was like, hey, what should I do? They said, hey, I find cheap TVs all the time uh, in town. I was like, all right, I'll use Facebook Marketplace. I can do that. I hate Facebook Marketplace, Scott. Oh, it's I a, hate it's it a, so a, bad. It's and a let, hellscape. It's a it's a nightmare generator. I hate it. 
It's bad. I hate selling things in there. Yeah, I hate selling things in there because people freak out. They like they 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 bug you for like months, and it's like leave me alone. Yeah. But I said okay, I'll look on there. Old TV is what I looked for. This is what I found. Twenty bucks. I said cool. I said hey, you got this. The guy says yeah. He says when can you meet me? I was like uh, you know I don't know. He said can you meet me in, in ten minutes? I was like oh I I, I don't know where do you where are you at? You know mm-hmm. and. Uh, so he's he's like, uh, oh, I'm like, and he says, it's just right up the road for me. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I say, okay, do you want to meet in the parking lot of this place? No, I don't have a car. Everybody I deal with on Facebook Marketplace, no one has a car. What I is that about? That's weird. I don't know. I don't know. That I don't, seems I crazy. I guess it's just where you, that's where you live. So they don't have a car. So okay, I guess that's sure. why you're selling it for 20 bucks. Yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I mean, if they don't so have this a, dude, yeah. this dude, this dude said, uh, don't leave. I will be there. And I'm like, I was like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, wait, he doesn't have a car. How's he going to get to the meeting place mm-hmm. uh, with a 19 inch TV? These things are heavy or 20 yeah. inch TV. These things are heavy. They're beast. You know, at least 30, 40, 50 pounds, maybe. So for that size. Yeah. Easily. If you yeah. had anything bigger than that, I remember we had a 36 inch Sony in the nineties right. that we felt like I went into debt for that thing. Um, and it was the best you could get at the time. And we were trying to get something that would last. Little did we know how how short lived right. these flat or these uh, CRTs are going to be. But <laughs> that thing took at least three of us to move comfortably. Two, if yes. you're lucky, and not no way you're moving it on your own. F it, it's not happening. This dude's like this dude tells me he's like I'm 15 minutes away. I'm like from the place that the meeting place. I'm like okay. He's like he's like over a couple blocks. I'm like okay, dude, just take your time. I'm not in no hurry or anything. He's like okay, well we got to meet now. I was like okay, now I'm really feeling weird about it. Yeah, you know, he's like such a hurry to do it. Yeah, dude runs from his house <laughs> with this TV. I get there, he's out of breath. You know, he's just. I don't know, man. He was just out of breath, and I gave him his twenty dollars. He's like, "Ah, oh, thanks," and he's off. And I'm like, "Have fun and enjoy, enjoy your drugs." Yeah, I'll never see you it's, again. Weird, right? Enjoy your drugs. So I was glad I wasn't going to see him again. Yeah, uh, but yeah, enjoy I went ahead. Drugs. That's how I got it. That's. But I was surprised. I was thinking, "Oh wait, this thing's going to smell like smoke." No, this thing's really well kept. You didn't this open it up. Took, you didn't crack it open and find some like old weed in there or anything. Look, twenty bucks. I didn't even ask. I'm just like, if it works, it works. If not, then I just roll up the back of the truck and say, oh, well, there you that go. didn't work out. 20 bones. Easy peasy. 20 bucks, man. Yep. But that's not bad. But I'm not. I'm going to tell you right now, this is the last $20 TV I'm going to buy. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get another one. You might buy Way some little, uh, some cute, cute little screen to put into a portable or something. We're not talking yeah. about that. But, you know, a big CRT, F it. That's it. It was it was way too stressful, man. I can't do that. I'm not I'm not that person. I can't buy things off Facebook. Maybe maybe somebody else. I'll have to like contract somebody out to do it for me or something. I can't do that. See, Facebook. you're talking like me with this RetroPie handheld. I don't want to do all the work. I just want someone to do it for me. <laughs> um all right. There you go. Uh it is time, everybody, to dive in to our game and our genre of the week. Shall we play a game? Yeah, we shall. Listen, the game genre is the run and gun genre. And in particular, I think the focus today will be more Contra than anything because Contra is kind of the granddaddy of them. That is not to say that we, you know, we know there are some games you could maybe look at and say, well, this looks like the progenitor of the run and gun genre. And, you know, Contra came after it. We're not really looking for 100% accuracy here, but. In terms of impact and how important it was, think of it as what Pac-Man was to maze games. 
Um, right. Think of it as what I don't know Mario is to scrolling platformers. Like it, there's a, it has a place that is pretty solid in terms of kind of origination. And and Brian, I'd like to share something with you. I found a GIF that shows it even better. I'll put this in the chat as well, uh, so that you can see it directly. Chat room, you can look at it. And those at home, I'll describe it. It's uh the co- the cover of the original Contra for the NES. Um, I don't remember if the arcade had this art on it or not, but they straight it, up, it, it did not. They straight up copied Arnold in commando and, yeah. uh, and, uh, uh, Stallone in the, uh, what's his movies. I forgot him. Uh, uh Rambo Rambo. Thank you. And then behind yeah. that, basically an alien from the aliens, uh, movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, geez. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead so, yeah. So the- take that, you guys go ahead and just lift that is- and make a game co- a cover out of it. Amazing. Right. So this was, this was the, the, the conversion that went over to the NES specifically to what you're showing here. So that was, uh, commissioned by, uh, uh, ocean software and they paid Bob Wakelin artist passed away a couple years back, uh, to do this. This is what he said, uh, about when he asked, about uh, doing the cover for that. He yeah. says it, uh, it was a, a predator alien ripoff is what the game appeared to be. So I supplied a predator alien style pick uh, <laughs> with ripped Arnie predator poses. The white areas were left for screenshots to be dropped in a thoroughly boring job to do. Although a couple of my survivalist bodybuilder buddies said Nam obsessed mates thought it was cool. Mm. And that was what he thought. But that was from uh, exotica.org.uk. Uh, they have a great. Uh, they had like all these interviews with this guy over the years, and he gave all of his opinions about the artwork he did for these different uh, games yeah. and stuff. It's, I, I linked it in the in the show notes. It's, it's fantastic read. One of the things we didn't mention: um, the origin of the Konami code. Someone in the chat just reminded me: is this game? Uh, if you did the Konami code right. on the console version of the game, you or maybe it worked on the arcade. I don't even know actually. Where's, where's it, there- yeah, the. Uh, it it didn't start here, but it was most well known for right. the Contra. So right, that's where it, that's where it really which began. bums me out because it's 2022 and Konami's up to nothing right now. They kind of aren't right. doing anything. They got really heavy into that pachinko uh, scene, which is now right. suffering real bad in Japan as people are starting to you know that's starting to lose its its legs. I don't know if that means we're going to see a resurgence, but really not since the last major. Metal Gear Solid game, which or Metal Gear, what was that called? That really good one. It's like 2015 it came out. Can't think of the name of it. Anyway, since then, there hasn't been much. And it right. it's a bummer to me because Konami has some of the great, you know, greatest game uh IPs of all time, whether it's something like Castlevania or this, uh Contra or a million others. And I really wish they would uh I don't know. I wish they get back into it because they used to be yeah, such the, a force, man. Such a big deal. They they were uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain. There it is, Phantom Pain. That was the one where you crawled for like thirty minutes for the first thirty minutes of the game, right? That yeah, you were in you, the hospital or whatever it was, yeah. trying to get out of there, and then you saw a whale in the amazing sky. Game, yeah, it's amazing. Do you remember that whale? There's a whale in the sky. It was crazy, and they never yeah, explained it. Why? Why not? Why not? They never went back but and the, said, "Hey, remember that whale? Here's why." They didn't even bother. It was just like right. All right, there's a whale. That's right. <laughs> the Konami code, the Konami code back back when we was talking about that, it gives you 30 lives after doing the uh, the button combination at the title screen. Yeah, which is that is about the only way you're going to successfully complete uh, Contra. Yeah, <laughs> even the original game is chaos. If you listen to this audio, you can tell three way scroll. Whoops, that's the ad we played. Here it is. I don't know. I love this. I think that was great. 
Ravens 87. This is raw arcade audio. I mean, it was some loud, you know, if I if I play my 80s uh, arcade sounds, let's see, is it this one? It's in there one. somewhere. Beat this one here. Somewhere back there, you're hearing Contra because you just can't help it. Wow. Contra was a loud, insane, uh, like the ultimate, like, hey, what if adrenaline and testosterone were just packaged in a thing you could put a quarter in, <laughs> you know? Right. And then, like, play that thing all day. And then it was really hard and so punishing that you either gave up forever and never touched it again or you spent all your money mastering it. <laughs> and so you did. And you ran from left to right, which is pretty common with these things. And little did they probably know at the time. I don't know. And it's the arcade version, by the way, ugliest sin, I think. It's an ugly video game. Well, uh, compared to some of the ports, I think it actually looks pretty good when you start really digging down there. Some of the ports look all right, but yeah, I think the arcade may be the, in as usual, is probably the best looking version of these because it's, there's so much more power in an arcade machine yeah. than most of the other machines out there Yeah, it, for home use. It's not like... It's not like there are, you know, uglier games of the era. There certainly are. Uh, this one just, for whatever reason, struck me as just a nasty-looking-ass thing. Chat here, I'll show you a little bit. Uh, there's some... Oh, no, this is this is the one I like. Wrong one. Damn it. I'll find the one I want. We'll talk about that game later. But anyway, the arcade version of the game is... I mean, you know, it is what it is and it had a really important place, but I'm just here to tell you after playing a lot of Contra this last week, I, I played a right. ton. I know you did too. I played every yes. version of Contra I could get my hands on from every platform, from arcade all the way to whatever console I could get it on, with the exception of any 3D stuff. I've stayed the 2D era. Um, but there were some yeah, pseudo- I, don't, I don't even consider the 3D trash Contra. And you can be mad at me. It's okay. You can disagree. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah that's uh, not my Contra. No, that ain't not, not my Contra, I always say. That's what I say. As a matter of uh, fact, I think we should kind of like we should like we should say what we're going to talk about. So we're going to try to hit as much contra as we can during this episode, but it's primarily going to be from '87 to '94, uh, and that's going to be excluding the contra force that was on the NES. But it's mostly going to be uh, the the side scrolling contra, yeah, right? It's yeah. not going to be it's not going to be uh, any of the 3D stuff later on or anything. It's going to be that because that to me is where Contra lives. Right. right? And the Contra, the 3D stuff was still kind of 2.5D anyway. It was just a graphic improvement, really. But those games aren't considered classics the way that the 2D ones are. The 16-bit era, I think, is where they kind of peaked in terms of their, I don't know, how good they got. Um, While while sticking to what made Contra great, I feel like they did a pretty good job in the 16-bit era of doing that. Um, There's some decent handheld versions, but we're going to mainly focus on run and gun as a 2d thing because run and gun now i mean hell you could call doom a run and gun you could call you know half the fps genre a run and gun uh genre or or series of games that are just in 3d or pseudo 3d um so we're not going to get into those so much although i am looking forward to an episode eventually where we get deep into doom and hexen and uh, uh, heretic and all these games that were rad back then uh in the early 90s but anyway uh, Contra did have that weird. I'm looking at it now. That weird run up and down the hall and shoot in front of you kind of mode. Do you remember right. this? Uh, yeah, they the originally uh, the designer of Contra it thought it would be a good idea to break up the side uh, scrolling uh, 
shoot 'em ups. Yeah. With uh, with this over the shoulder look, and I don't think it really it kind of it kind of breaks it for me a little bit. Now you may have some nostalgia, and you like really like this little. It's essentially a mini game, right? Yeah. I mean, because it doesn't feel like the rest of the game, and actually goes by pretty quickly. It's not nearly as hard or as challenging uh, as the other parts of the game. So. Yeah, I agree. I think they were trying to do a unique thing. It comes off a little gimmicky now. Um, right. You know, like anything where, uh, I don't know, like Nintendo does this a lot. Whatever the, the gimmick of their current hardware is, you have right. to live through whatever implementation of the Wii moat and waving it. Even though, you know, Super Mario Galaxy is one of the greatest <laughs> games ever made. But I don't want to be, I don't want to be waving no Wii remote around. Nobody does, right? So, Nobody wants to do that. No. So to me, it's like that a little bit. It's like, hey, what if we made this pseudo 3D forward thing, even though it kind of looks like shit and takes you out of the rest of the game? Uh, you know, it's a fun experiment, but it's not why people come to Contra. They come to Contra for this scrolling, the verticality, the insane guns, right. the multiplayer, the difficulty, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it wouldn't stop there, Brian. We got the arcade, of course. Uh, let's go back to some of the games that others might say, hmm, these are more these are more like the run and gun thing, Scott. Why are you saying that Contra right. deserves the credit? And that would be games like Sheriff. Do you remember Bandito or Sheriff on the uh, in the arcade? That was I, a I game. Didn't, I don't remember Sheriff from the arcade from 1979 uh, with the artwork uh, from Miyamoto, who we talked about in the uh, Donkey Kong mm-hmm. episode. But I I did look at it and it was fascinating. And this was the this was the as far as I could tell, it was the earliest pure running gun. Kind of. I'd it, say it's a lot it closer. Was, Don't you feel like it was a lot closer to like Robotron? It was more like an yeah, arena, you know, is, you're not scrolling right. or anything, but you still had to run around yeah. and shoot shit, I guess. You still had to run, <laughs> you were still surrounded <laughs> by stuff and you were running and you were gunning. You were doing the two things that are in the title. Yeah. You're running, you can't you can't stand still, right? And you're gunning. Yeah. So that's the two things. Yeah, you gotta run and then you got a gun. Then you, you got a gun. Yeah. I mean that's that's the that's the, the the thing. That's what you're doing. That's right. No one does endless gunners. They just do endless runners, right? Uh, and I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't dig deep enough to see if it did one of the things that I really think uh, sets it apart. Because like uh, Berserk, really, you could say is a running gun, but it's not really the reason why. The thing that really separates was a true running gun is the power ups. So yeah. you do have the running gun, but we, you, so when you get to the power ups that you're really talking about, what we think of when we do running gun, because it's this, uh, it's just the effect of of starting out as the basic, and then you upgrade yeah. as you're fighting on the fly. And you get super strong, and you get in this kind of rhythm, and then you get, and you die, and then you have to start back over again. And yeah. that, that that kind of de- that it defines it. I think that's a that's a great way of putting it. I think other games have taken that and ran with it in other ways and created the genres of their own. I was playing Metroid today, and it was a good reminder that Metroid at its at its core is you starting with nothing and running to the right, right. and until you have to go up or down and acquiring better weapons as you go. It's not mindless just shoot everything and try to survive but it's got pieces of that in there and i think it i think it propelled a lot of different kind of subgenres forward other games like right. frontline from the arcade T- taito made that sega ninja which is a bit did of you a show, did you see frontline no i haven't Front, looked at frontline Let's frontline take a look at it. frontline cracks me up i don't mean to i don't mean to it's kind of pause it but yeah frontline cracks me up the way it looks the, the characters in it is hilarious the way he runs i don't know if you if you've ever seen the the primary character in that but it is just it's a taito game 
I'm looking right now. Oh yeah, look at that. I do remember this game. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and I it forgot. Is just, well, what is wrong? What is his feet doing, man? What is <laughs> <laughs> this game? Yeah, no, I remember this now. I've played this, yeah. and I remember at the time thinking, "Wow, look at this!" But really, this right. isn't great. This is really ugly. how do we how do we represent top down uh, leg motion? Yeah, like this, like this. Do 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 do. You can just you can just hear the music. You don't have to hear the music to know he's going. Here, you can hear it. Some of it, maybe. Why can't I hear it? Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. That's the running. And those who are listening on the podcast, it, it looks exactly like it sounds. Oh, yeah. No, whatever you're picturing, you've got it. You nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Uh, another yep. good example of this would be, like I mentioned, Sega Ninja. This is a game I didn't play much in the yeah. arcades, but concept was similar. Their Shinobi series would sort of take some of this and move it forward. Um, but you're a little ninja dude running around, hucking stars, you know, yeah. getting ninja shit done. Which is cool. Everybody likes doing, that. Doing your ninja thing. Yeah. It was called Sega Ninja, which I, which yeah, I had no trouble finding a ninja game, by the way. That was my first search for that game. I thought, oh, yeah. yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, but there you go. Um, Commando. We've talked about Commando quite a bit on the show before. I think Commando may even get its own deep dive at some point. Uh, Absolutely. Now, can, you awesome. could say Contra it defined uh, running gun, but I think, you know, Commando was a huge influence within the designers who are doing contra so i mean it you you can't not talk about commando yeah commando probably got more quarters of mine anyway and i think it was because it was a little less punishing than uh, contra for me i felt like it was a little more wide open i could get a lot more done i mean if i played it now i probably would suck real bad and i might actually play this later and see how i feel right and no brand confusion at all these the commando the video game and commando the movie with arnold schwarzenegger came out the same year Mm -hmm. um and that was pretty fortunate uh, for Capcom, because I'm sure they got a little residual uh, effect off of that. Oh, for sure. Even right? though, yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, see if this rings a bell at all to you right here. I'm going to play this. Uh, where is it? I got to find it. Here it is. Nope. Yeah, this. <laughs> Are the Russians coming? Uh, the Russian. Is coming. The Rush In attack. <laughs> so, Russian attack. This is an NES version, by the way. Right. You can kind of tell. Um, Russian attack was a very popular game among my friends. And uh, it didn't. <laughs> it was one of those games where I'm sure they would rather just say Russian because it's all about killing yeah. Russians. But instead, really somebody is. got weird about it and said, no, we can't do that. So, it's Rush, like R U S H, and then apostrophe N attack. Yeah. So like, this is I'm coming out Russian. of this is coming out of Konami too. Yeah. This is uh this is a few years prior to uh Contra. Yeah, this is this is some some bit before, but you could argue it's yeah. uh, had a little bit of an impact there. Um, yeah. And Hiroshida, who was the uh director and head designer of the Contra arcade game, mm-hmm. uh named uh, Commando and Russian Attack is uh, two of his his influences. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh there's Akari Warriors, which is basically uh Rambo Rambo top-down running gun. Um, right. It's, That's it, yeah, we were, we were getting into, so look at that. That is such a Rambo. Uh, <laughs> we're really getting into uh, the one-man army movies that are starting to come out. We've got, you know, we've, I mean, Aliens and uh, uh, Rambo and Commando. Yeah. And 
They're yeah. they're just all just making big influences on on people, and uh, it's starting to really show. Oh, up. there was no getting around it. I mean, this is what this one sounds yeah. like. This, by the way, I was, uh, this is SNK, so this is like you know yeah. Neo Geo Town USA here going on. I was no good when I got in the tank. I was no good ordinarily either, but when I would get in the tank, it was really bad. And I loved how the characters. <laughs> they're so dramatic when they yeah. die. Yeah, they had game. great it's, deaths. It's, it's hilarious. Amazing deaths. They spin around and fall back. Yeah. And having <laughs> having dipped my toe into a bunch of Neo Geo stuff recently, SNK stuff in general, it's right. a lot of fun uh, yeah. playing their older games. There's some really weird stuff in here. Um, so Akari Warriors, that's definitely was, one of those. Uh, this was the two, the two players. So we're we're looking at we're looking at the two man army. So it's it's dangerous to go alone. Take a friend with you. Oh yeah, always. I just, I just yeah. recommend that no matter what. It's like podcasting. Take a friend. Yeah. Take a friend. Uh, all right. Here's one I like a lot. A lot of people look at this one and think, well, this is your this is the ultimate. And that would be Rolling Thunder. Uh, yes. Rolling Thunder, highly uh, regarded by all my gaming friends. And I put a lot right. of quarters in this thing. Namco made it. And, uh, you know, it's a, more like a spy dude running side yeah, to side. Yeah, like the James Bond run and gun. Mm-hmm. And... I I really this was probably the one I played the most back in the most run game running gun was probably this. Oh, in the arcade for sure. I think a hundred percent for me as well. Uh here's some here's some sound from that. I love the death sounds. That's great. And the so bad guys good. the bad guys all look like um Cobra Commander dudes. They do. Uh, they all got those long hoods and things. Yeah. yeah. Purpley hoods and yellow hoods. Interesting design choice on that game. Then I you love, got, but I used to love how he would like repel over top of the, like, you know, other characters would, you know, jump off platforms, but he would always like fling his arm, fling his feet over the railing so he could jump down to the thing. There's always a little extra little touch there. Yeah. It felt like you were getting, made it, you were playing a James Bond movie or some 60s era yeah. Bond movie and all the bad guys look like cobra commander bad guys and right when you're that age you're super into any of this this is all just great i i can't wait for us to do a whole thing on namco because i i'm a namco guy dude namco's great nothing wrong with namco yeah. you know who else is yeah. great uh uh konami konami they were they were great now they're pachinko weirdos but they were great <laughs> back in the day <laughs> I don't now know. were they good to work for i you know in the last couple of episodes I really focused on interviews with game developers and designers from this from these periods, and I have a lot harder time. Konami kept really tight wraps. Either they hired people that wouldn't talk, or they threatened people to yeah. not talk because there's there's a few uh, there's a few suggestions that it was you know a really strict place to work. Yeah, but it was also really cool and laid back in some ways too. So I, I couldn't get a full feeling of what Konami is like. I'm guessing they uh, they were like a lot of Japanese tech at the time. They were just known for sort of a hardcore adherence to rules. And uh, if you mess up, you're out of here and do right. as we do what we say and toe the line. And, you know, there's just not a lot of probably creative freedom, but maybe some of that stringentness made them what they became. I, I don't right. know, but whoever idiot is in charge of the pachinko line, F off. F off. <laughs> hey man, they made some big money for a really long time. And is you know, if, if, if that ship has sailed, that's fine, but they made some serious Konami money, right? Oh they, yeah. They of did, course they did. They, they did. did good. So yeah. they'll just have to, you know, diversify a little bit. Now the stories I did read about Konami 
uh, where people were talking about it, they 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 said uh, this is mostly journalists going in, and they they would say that the uh, developers were had their own floor each. So like the oh. arcade division for a, uh, would have their own floor, and then the NES division would have or, you know, whatever designs are doing it for whichever console. They would have their own floor and so on and so forth. Would they Except never? For, they'd never meet in the middle. Nobody would ever go to lunch. They never, and say, they did, well, unless and only people that really met was uh, I believe it was like they had like the Konami House Band, which is one of the best. Uh, they, Konami has some of the best music. They really just have oh yeah, just it's, fantastic it's great music stuff. stuff. So yeah, yeah. When we get to a certain version of Konami, it's my favorite soundtrack. I freaking love it. I listened to it today right. without the game on. Just had the soundtrack going because it's cool, man. And it wasn't even playing on the best 16-bit chip at the time, which we'll we'll get right. to in a second. Uh, so tons came after. We'll get back to Contra itself and how they make these games in a second. But I just wanted to mention a couple and actually test you a little. Do you know what this sound is right here, Brian? Enjoy this. Where is it? Here it is. Serve the public trust. Protect the innocent. Uphold the law. You mean uh, one of the most uh, profitable games, arcade games ever? Yeah. Robocop, baby. <laughs> I, that's Robo a good Cop. game. It just came a year after Contra as well. Right. And it looks good. Like, legit still looks good, that game, I think. Right. Um, my favorite thing about this is if I can find it. It's the way these guys die, but also... <laughs> all right, so let me see if I can find this. Toward the end here, I think they predicted COVID. Yeah, here it is. Listen to this. Ah, did you hear it? COVID. It did kind of sound like that. And what did Data East know? What did they know and when did they know it? Okay, pers- yeah. personal story time. I know people apparently like this when I have some childhood it's my favorite moments. part is sit down, people. We're about to get a story. Well, you mentioned Data East. And yes. they, are the, they are the company that my dad partnered with early in the 80s. This had been like 82, 3, and 4. He partnered right. with Data East to be the place he would get games from that would then come here. He would put them in cabinets and then put them in, uh, you know, the arcades and stuff here. And it was, uh, at the time, he was an exclusive U.S. Di- distributor. Nobody else was using Data East way oh. back in those days. So he was right. he, he brought over a game called Zor. He brought over a game called, uh, Zor was the first stereophonic game in an arcade, which was Ooh. kind of unique. Uh Oh, what's the one I always show the art from? Uh, oh, uh, Lock and Chase was kind of their answer to Pac-Man. Mm. Um, they had a golf game that we all liked quite a bit that we had back in the day. And we used to have these boards out and we're testing them all the time. So we'd get these shipments from Data East, break that stuff open, build video games out of them. And then when the market took a dump and the home market exploded, they very smartly started making shit for home consoles. Right. Um, they kept doing arcade things, but mostly uh, Data East started leaning hard into console games, and they've made some really great ones. Uh, arcade-wise, Robocop's considered one of the best running guns ever made, which is yeah. kind of funny because, you know, usually these IP games, nobody cares about those things. IP games never work, right? Mm-hmm. They never work, but yeah. for some reason, Opera Murphy, Opera he, Murphy. Did, he did his thing in 1988 yeah. at the arcade. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's pretty cool, and he walks. You know, he walks down the street looking all, <laughs> looking all badass. Uh, I don't know how they get that license in the first place. Here, here he is shooting some dudes. He just looks good. Look at him, yeah. whipping his gun around, putting it in his pants. Well, it's not his pants, but his leg thing. 
you know his leg his leg <laughs> what was that called robocop had like a little leg, leg it, would, it would it would eject it his, his leg would open up and uh his leg hole would open up and he would just you know stick it out there that's yep. what he did yep and this game also i'm looking at it right now featured a weird pseudo first person view uh part of the game which yes they were they we were trying to get there and it just wasn't there yeah. yet yeah right? it wasn't quite there yet um he would make a triumphant return, RoboCop, that is, in a game we'll talk about later called Broforce, where he plays Brobocop. Brobocop. I and forgot about that. that if you ever play Broforce, so it good. should be on Steam still. You should really. Oh, you abs- it absolutely up. is. And it's one of my favorite side-scrolling right. things of all time. It's so good. But I don't think it exists without these. So these are all really important no, to the existence of not. games like that. Uh, all right, Brian. Uh, what about this one? I got a lot of sounds here. We'll just rip through these. Uh, does this sound familiar? Mission one, start. Now, sound familiar to you? Uh, not really, but I did. I wasn't familiar with this game, but I believe it's the game that uh, Ryan on Twitter uh, blasted out to us on Play Retro Show. And is it a 664 game? Is it a Commodore 64 game? Incorrect. Oh, no. Is this the Konami game then? No, this is an SNK game. And this is, oh, me- this is Metal this Slug. One. Metal Slug. Oh, you jumped to Metal Slug. I, I got you. You uh, jumped just, way years. You jumped almost a whole decade. I thought you were still like in yeah, the Metal middle. Slug. Metal Slug was much later. You're right. Um, in the right. 90s, they made probably the most advanced animation of any of these. Still to this yes. day, they, it's the most fluid-looking, amazing thing. There's a new Metal Slug game being made right now that is called Metal Slug Tactics, which is like a turn-based yes. thing, which I'm very excited about when that comes out. But I put a lot of quarters in Metal Slug. And you had to because you died a lot in Metal Slug. But Metal right. Slug By 96, rocked. I wasn't at the arcade much. Mm. I was mostly at home. Yeah. Well, see, by 96, it was starting to revive. You know, like the, the right. arcades were something again. I don't know what they are now. I don't know what the what you even compare them to now. But they're, they're not, all they're people the like same. us looking for that retro nostalgic goodness. Yeah, I guess so. But there's something about that game, and you know, the Neo Geo slash SNK arcade hardware was capable of so much more in the 2D realm. Yeah, and it just was awesome. Now, the only big complaint I have about Metal Slug is despite all of that, because they went so hardcore on animation and crazy stuff happening on screen all the time and, you know, everything was super, super uh, animated, is it caused slowdown no matter where you played it. So if you were on the arcade, it would slow down during a crazy fight. If you're looking at it now, you're seeing a scene where that happens. Uh, When you play it on any of the console versions, with the exception of the Neo Geo Pocket games that they made, Mission 1 and Mission 2, those didn't really have that. But the slowdown was like, a hallmark of the series and it was kind of funny we because that, we call that a feature yeah that's what i'm saying is they're almost proud of it they're just like yeah. look at this all the shit we did it makes the game crawl isn't that great <laughs> we're killing it yeah but i man i freaking loved loved that series that's just so good i never really got them. heavy into metal slug not which makes them. me sad because i never really played much of uh, contra until we did this time around and oh my god now i may be one of the biggest contra fans you'll ever meet yeah we'll find it's out uh <clears throat> it's another fun thing about this show is there's going to be times where we'll play something we never really got into before and 
and end up really liking it. And there there are some run and gun games I I picked up I'd never heard of. Like Matt, do you remember Master Blaster? The little hopping mm. robot machine that shot stuff. <laughs> I can't I remember, remember it. Maybe what not, was it called? It's not Master Blaster. Master Blaster, yes. Oh, that's like, who, that's uh, who's who runs Master Bar- Blaster? That runs, he it- runs Bar- uh, Barter Town. Hold on, let me think. Yeah, so it's Blaster. Not, Blaster it's Ma- Master? It's Blaster Master. So it's Blaster first before the Master. I think, yeah, Blaster Master, yeah. that's it. Right, right, uh, right. He doesn't run Barter Town. Um, anyway, that <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that was even a thing. Never played it, never saw it. That's a really cool game, and I got really into right. it this week. So we got some really love. We got a lot of love coming in the chat room for that game. So it must be must be at least well beloved somewhere. Yeah, the SNES version of it is really good. The NES version is really good. It's just a very cool. I'm going to play more of that. Is what I'm saying. That game is very good. Right, right. Uh, there's others like you know, Gunstar Heroes has a so- I have a soft spot for it. Here's a bit of that. You can hear him blowing stuff up already. This stuff is good here. Of that game was just like chaotic nonstop shoot, which yeah. is you know we're on the we're on the Genesis, right? Yeah, Genesis three. Yep. Yeah, yep. Well, Gunstar Heroes Genesis. Uh, Genesis has a little uh, a beefier um, CPU than the SNES, and it is really good at putting a lot of stuff moving really fast. Yes, that was not really... necessarily doesn't look necessarily as good, but right. it is definitely faster. Right. We probably at some point should get something on the show where we talk about that particular right. console war and why the differences were what they were. Um, right. Gunstar Heroes was uh, from Treasure, and they made this game at the same time as they were making that McDonald's game we talked about, uh, McDonald's Treasure Land, a few, mm-hmm. a few weeks back, a few episodes back. Uh, and this is actually how they got Gunstar Heroes on the Genesis. Uh, the deal was, because they, uh, they couldn't get a license to, to put stuff uh, or a contract to put stuff on, on the Genesis. And so they made an agreement that they would do that McDonald's thing mm-hmm. if they could put Gunstar Heroes on there. So you could thank McDonald's for that great running gun. Yeah. They, by the way, have not done anything since 2014. They made a 3DS game, and that was it. Yeah. That's bummed they, me out. And, yeah. those, and those, by the way, those guys left Konami. Oh, these are ex-Konami folks. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're ex-Konami folks, so they they know uh, the running guns. Well, I'll tell you what. The, the uh, Gunstar, or is it yeah, Gunstar Heroes, Gunstar Heroes on. Mm-hmm. Did they have a 32x version, or am I making that up? I might be making that up. I don't remember a 32x version, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Uh, doesn't mean I don't know what I'm talking about. Shoot, I may not. I may have that wrong. Anyway, I remember. I remember some version of that game playing better than the Genesis version, and I remember thinking, "Well, this is the only shooter type thing I'm ever going to need again. I'll never need to play another right. video game." That's how much I loved <laughs> Gunstar Heroes. It was a really, really cool game. Um, you mentioned briefly Sunset Riders. That was another Konami joint. A lot of people really like that. There's Turrican, which is a Commodore 64. Is that the one he was talking about in the tweet? Yeah, that's what that's what uh, uh, Ryan had, had blasted out to the to the Twitter. And it was Turrican, and it was on the C64. Rainbow Arts, which I haven't heard in forever. Yeah, it's been I a kind while. Of, kind of forgot about Rainbow Arts. Um, but that thing is a huge series of games that is even there's even something new coming out. And I was like, how did I miss this completely? I love my C64, but it was a little later on, I think in the, uh, in the life cycle of that. I love uh, that walk C64. animation, that run animations. Look awesome. how good that looks. Is yeah. that for this? That must be on the C64, right? I think so. But as anyway, far as I know. That's yeah. So, wow. Look at that. That looks fan freaking tastic, but I, I have oh, no idea. The Amiga, I Amiga 500 dive in Amiga 500, just for the record. 
Okay, that's system. that's the reason why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked way too good for a C64. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I didn't know anything about the series, so thank you for uh, educating me on that. And uh, now I've got to, I've got to dig in deep, and maybe one day we'll do uh, an episode uh, just about that. Yeah, we should do at some point. Um, like I was thinking of Hard Hat Mac the other day, which was you know purely a C64 and an Apple IIe game. You know, you didn't get it anywhere else. It's kind of a Mario mm-hmm. ripoff. Um, but it was pretty good in its own right. And I think those get right. short shrift sometimes because they're not mainstream. Look how and, contra this is, except for the part where he turns into crystals and he, and he flies away. Yeah, what's that crystal still. bed? He's like Edward from uh, the Twilight series. Yeah, I, I guess that's like the 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 equivalent of the uh, Contra 3 shield bubble thing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, that game Lots looks great. platform here, too. Yeah. yeah. Did, I mean, how'd you play this on a keyboard if you had this? I guess I assume so. Oh, yeah. That was always the complaint on the C64 anyway. Lots of times yeah. they would... Uh, they would relegate you, especially like Contra. Contra, I think you had to use the C64 version of Contra. You had to use the space bar. You couldn't remap it. That was the only way you could uh. jump. And that's infuriating because if you play Contra, it's all about learning these, you know, these movement patterns. And, and you know, it's it, you have to you have to do like these key combinations to really get into it. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be frustrating. Let's get back to that for a second. The NES version is different from the arcade version. Uh, had longer stages than Contra did in the arcade. It had numerous other modifications. And in Japan, the Famicom version of the thing, which Famicom was, you know, NES in Japan, used a VRC2 chip in the cartridge, which allowed for additional background animation cutscenes that were not included in North America or Europe. So Man, nobody... Famicom got Famicom got all the great stuff. I know. It's bastards. I've seen some video of this and it was it was fantastic. They really did they really did rip us off. Yeah, they, they kind of re- did. I feel like it. Uh, there were some other versions done outside Japan uh, the, of the original game by Ocean in Europe for the C64, CPC, and ZX. Also, Banana Software in North America did the DOS version. I remember seeing the DOS version at one point. I, uh, I, I investigated the DOS version, that. and it sucked potatoes. <laughs> yeah, it's not it good. Sucked, yeah, it sucked potatoes. First of all, it, you know, it just had like a very limited color palette, so it, it was a lot of browns. And on top of that, uh, it was a... <laughs> there was no way to stop running. You yeah. ran. Yeah. It just it was like a, it was like always running and the only way you could stop was to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. It was it, bad. It just didn't look well, here's some video chat. You can kind of oh, see Oh, look it. how stripped down that looks. Yeah. After looking at the arcade version a few minutes very ago. It's stripped down. So, and so look at the flat. controls they stick you with. Gosh, dang it. Ugh. Oh, using using a gross. keyboard to play this. No, I'm out. Yeah, gross. Let's see if I can get some some audio out of it. I'm sure. Contra's already oh, hard enough this. without. <laughs> this looks so two, bad. Two people sharing the same keyboard too. Oh, yeah. now they now we'll give them this. <laughs> Sorry, that's just horrendous. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they do look more like aliens, though. I'll give them that. It's yeah. not Probotector. It looks like uh, humans and, uh, yeah, it looks like humans and aliens. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. What do you, what do you know about the Contra uh, storyline? Nothing. I know nothing. Why don't you, you give, me a, give me a taste? What do we, it's like aliens and bullshit, right? You're like, you're like it's, Arnold. Right. But, it's, it's like aliens and bullshit. You nailed it. Yeah. So. Because <laughs> that's because so, yeah, the whole third happens. one, the third There's, one on the SNES is called. That's uh, called. Alien, alien Wars. So, the Alien Wars. Right, and, right. I, and by the way, three is the best one. So yeah, even from the very beginning, it's all about aliens. We've, oh, uh, hold it, on now. You say three is the best one, do you? Hmm. By far, Alien is... Uh, Contra 3 is the Alien Wars is by far the best one. I'm going to so say the story no, is you are incorrect, by the way. I'm going to I'm say... Gonna, out of the ones we review today... 
of the ones I review today, by far the better one is Hardcore. That one rocks. That's the one I played the Um, most as well. (laughs) Alien Wars way there. Um, So the story is there's aliens and they came to Earth because we apparently took something from them. So we send out these commandos who have never been defeated and they've ran ran the aliens off. By the way, if you're uh, anywhere else in the world... Uh, the year is like 2633 AD. Yeah, yeah. If you're in America, it's 1987. Yeah. For some reason. We can deal with aliens now. Now. Mm-hmm. So we so we've we've ticked off the aliens and they, they've come down to retrieve uh their stolen item, but we don't like that. So we're gonna run them off the planet because mm-hmm. we're humans. And that's what we do. Yeah. That's how we do and it. And that's kind of the idea. So yeah. We take what we yeah. want, Brian. We just take it. We we just take what we want yeah man. it's the food chain thing you know we got the food chain look out everyone where's that food chain right here we got it i can't believe you think that the mega drive genesis contra hardcore now granted i will give you it is one of the faster of the games it's not just that but- i had i thought the enemy designs were cooler it was like watching an hi hr giger looking art giger. contest which makes sense right um yeah and it's got like some of those bosses are gnarly the the whole right. thing is like a, a freaking it's a test to see if you have seizures or not i swear but it's <laughs> just listen to this i'll play a little bit okay so we got a little bit of both here's so i didn't know we were going to have this beef today but here's my favorite contra in in audio <laughs> Lock and loaded, baby. All right, now we're in. And when, let me let me say this. You can't tell there from the sound, but he just drove in on a truck, ran over about ten robots, hopped out with his gun, and kept running. Best intro to a Contra game ever made. Listen to that. Soundtrack's amazing. It's great. Okay. Are, are you telling me? Are you telling me that the Sega Genesis? has better sound processing than the SNES. No, I'm going to say okay. that the music's better. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Cuz okay. you're you'd make a I, I agree with you about the the visual quality. Boy, the 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 the, the SNES uh, uh, Genesis Wars are back everybody. There's happening on the show. <laughs> they really um, are. But the the uh um what was I going to say? Here, I'll go back to the beginning so you see where this guy starts. It's incredible. Hold on. Here we go. So he comes running in after you do your right. little preview with the dude. It's all super metal and 90s and just terrible, right? And I'm then, not saying it's not badass. I'm saying that it's, not, it's no three. That's look at what that. I'm saying. Look at that. Comes Game in in a big wise. old armored truck, slams into a car, and now he's just tearing people apart with guns. Uh, oh, with a, Sega, you're always blasting your way in, but where's the long-term relationship we need? I don't know. I've been having more Genesis fun lately than almost anything. I, and I don't know why I that is, Genesis. but... It's great. Anyway, so that's my pick. Now, Brian, if I was going to play a little sound from uh, 3, let's hear that. Here we go. A little bassier, you know. Yeah. A little less twingy on the ears, but still pretty chaotic. Yeah. I played a bunch of that as well. I just didn't enjoy myself the way I did in Hardcore. I don't know well, why. So, but, but you don't like... I, I like... I like to, you know... I like to play the basic characters, I like playing Lance Grizor, the game that that was the game that was named after. You know, the game was named Grizor as well, so it was Lance. Lance Grizor, yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't like you. picking my characters. I guess you like that, right? You like picking your characters in that Sega trash. Well, let me. I'm give- kidding. I love that game actually, but. It- <laughs> 
I found you a list. It. According to thegamer.com. They oh, give, the gamer.com. Yeah, they give the edge to uh, you. They give it to Contra 3 Alien Wars, but only barely. Okay. Right below that, they've got Contra Hardcore on the Genesis. They really like that. Right. Uh, and then after that, Contra 4 for the DS. Uh, Contra, <laughs> the original arcade. Then Super <laughs> Contra uh, after that at number five. Number six, Operation C, which I never played. It's a Game oh, Boy God. game. Yeah. Game Boy game, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I actually like the Game Boy games. Yeah, you think it was all right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, never played them. Let's see. Contra Rebirth at seven. Uh, that was a 2D one still. What was this on? This was on... Uh, doesn't... S- oh, Neo... No. Is this Neo Geo? I can't find where it is. Somewhere. Uh, Contra Shattered Soldier, which was a 3D uh, PS1 looking piece see, of business. See, now you're getting... What, what number are you at? Number eight. Yeah, we've already we've already left the good stuff. I agree. Nine, we got Hardcore <laughs> Uprising, which was an Xbox Marketplace thing and PlayStation Network thing. Never played it. Right. And then tenth, they give it to Neo Contra, which is where uh, Morpheus That's contacts Contra. Contra. Yeah. yeah. And, and is was it located in, in New Kobe? Isn't that <laughs> isn't that worth? No, I'm serious because it seems is like it's like Neo Kobe was the name of the. Uh, well, here's what it, here's what it says. Neo Contra is the second Contra game to be released for the PlayStation 2. Rather than a side-scrolling perspective, most other games in the series have. The Neo Contra is overhead perspective, similar to that of Smash TV and Robotron through some levels, although some levels offer different perspectives. That seems all right. It seems like it might be okay. You know, right. I like a top-down right. uh, shootery piece of business. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, all right. Back to some of this. This Operation C one, I'm kind of curious about. That's Game Boy. Let's I actually, see. I, I did emulate that, and I, I thought it was fine. I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty fun. I would have really liked that. I like that you I kept, hard, you kept Contra Hardcore off this list until the very end with a tiny blurb. I see how you are. I see how you're a little... <laughs> I just ran out of time. <laughs> it was all just chronological. Brian ran out of time. Brian, Brian bit off... Okay, look. When Scott... This is Scott every week. We should do an episode on something like Running Gun, and I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah. What are we gonna cover? Contra, cool. I never really got to play Contra. That can't be much. Uh, Gunstar <laughs> Heroes and Metal Slug, sweet. Yeah, I got five minutes into my Contra sandwich, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, there's a ton here. I'm in there's, trouble. There's a ton here. We 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 bit yeah. off more than we can chew, so we're chewing knew, the bits we can, and we'll leave the rest. I on knew the table. Contra was everywhere. I knew that they every Konami wants like it wants like Doom is on everything. Konami wants. Contra on every freaking device ever, ever. So you, you're just constantly getting updates on the new machines. Mm-hmm. So it's always coming out somewhere. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize how many game games had been. Yeah, right. It's crazy. I know it is crazy. Now, some people, myself included, was I was always curious about the name. Thing comes out in the '80s. What's big in the '80s? The uh, Contra thing that was happening. Yes, in the, politics the and- Iran Contra ordeal. Yeah. That we uh, we had here in the the U.S. Apparently, our president thought it would be a good idea to uh, to allow uh, some of his people to um, sell weapons to one bad place. Yeah, <laughs> take so that, that can, money. Yeah, buy buy weapons from ourselves and then give those uh, to some Nicaraguan. Nicaragua, Nicaragua. Yeah. I can't say Nicaragua. It's a hard name to Nicaragua. say. I feel you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I'm you say American, Nicker like say. your underwear, so like British underpants. Nicker. Then, they go Nicaragua. That's then Agua like water. No, I was wrong. Yeah, Nicker. Right. Agua. 
Nicaragua. Anyway, I'm not be able to do man, it. anyway, look at this robot so chasing contras- this guy in hardcore. Look at him. Look at this raising okay, his arms. That's pretty. That's pretty hilarious. Oh, though. That's, that's pretty so great. good. That's not even that's mode seven. Great. That's a freaking Genesis. Look at that. Right. Uh, anyway, that's pretty great. Sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. I don't mean to continue it's to great. pound my I, chest. I wasn't going to mention this one, but that's that's actually better than I thought. I didn't. I don't know. I left a few of these things out. Yeah. Because I was like, I just don't have time to. Also well, no. This is the yeah. I, I'm going to 100 percent back you on this. There is a lot of yeah. contra more than you think there is, and that's good. It was popular and it's expected to yeah. you know, succeed or whatever. Uh, check this out. The American version of the game was set in contemporary times, so like you mentioned earlier, set in '87 mm. as opposed to in the future. Um, uh, which was 2633? That's what you said, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 2633 is where the original Contra started. That's when uh, uh, we we had to go fight uh, the, the, the aliens. Yeah. And Correct. then here's my favorite part. The name of those two dudes in the Japanese game were Bill and Lance. Here, they didn't think that was cool enough. They changed it to Mad Dog and Scorpion. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mad Dog and Scorpion. Mad Dog and Scorpion, baby. Pretty cool. That's the one. That, let, let me say something about Contra series. Yeah. Uh, no consistency <laughs> other than <laughs> other than Run and Gun and the base story. Other yeah. than that, you might get any name of anything. Yep. Oh, yeah. By you the might, way. You might, even, you might even live in, uh, in, in, in the UK somewhere and may... Have had to play the robot version, Probotector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you know, why wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to have that right. experience? Live life to its fullest. Never look back. I say, play whatever version of Contra you can get. And if one guy's name is Bill and another one's <laughs> named Mad Dog, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Look at him killing good, motorcycle right? guys in hardcore. Oh my gosh. All this right. really is hardcore. Yeah. I feel bad for uh, uh, for leaving it off the list now. It's metal as shit. Okay, that's yeah. all I'm saying. It's like it's it. In a way, it it panders to the thing Sega was pushing down our throats, but Absolutely. does so successfully. Like, right? I didn't. I, I'm not Mr. Blast Processor. I don't love that stuff. I think it's all like uh, we do what Nintendo don't. That whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's just a little much, but. When they would pull off this insanity, <laughs> I was there for it. I was into it. Like, look you know, at how look how ridiculous this is. You just all you have to do is watch this is, and just realize how dumb this is. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, all we we're trying to do, all they were trying to do, really, is to 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 appeal to the older uh, kids, aka you know the the teenagers that were in high school and, yeah. and those kind of guys, so that they could so they could win over all the little brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and get them off the. Uh, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, and it and it, and yeah. it worked in some ways, and it, it worked did, yeah. for at least uh, for until Sony came in and said, uh, "Hold my, yeah, hold, hold my, my hold my beer." Also, they got. I mean, yeah. they did get to a point where the Genesis was selling at. Uh, it was actually ahead of the, the SNES at one point, and I remember right. Sega fanboys celebrating that at the time, like, "Yeah, dude, that's right," because it's you know Genesis <laughs> is awesome or whatever. But it was going to be short lived, a because Wait. you know Nintendo doesn't leave. They don't just walk right. out of the room, and then B. Sony was about to change everybody's lunch menu. Yeah, they they really were, and but Sega, you know, I I I've been reading all these interviews with these Japanese developers specifically, and a lot of them talk about you know the the sprite drawing was just so much faster mm-hmm. on the Sega, so it was just it, you could do things you couldn't do 
game speed wise that you couldn't do on the NES. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry, the SNES. Yeah, that's why right. Sonic was such a showcase for that. Whereas right. I would actually argue today Sonic is not that it's not actually a very good game. It's okay. And I have it, a lot of nostalgia it, it for definitely, it. It definitely showcased the strongest part of the Sega. Yeah, and it was a it was a tech demo for that strength. And that's fine. Right. I'm not saying that I'm not saying Sonic's bad. I'm saying it's not I'm saying those Mario games are better. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I mean, as, because, as, I mean as, let's face it. For most of when you're playing Sonic, once you really start rolling, I mean, there's not much you're doing except watching pixels go by really fast and sprites go wee. See, look at this right now. He's wee. fighting constellations. They're stars that form into like <laughs> Apollo or whatever, and the stars come back together in the form of something else, and then he's got to shoot those because this is the cool Contra. Right. Look at this that. This is the cool country. He's fighting constellations. I, well, okay. Okay. Let me ask you this. Let me. Th- this looks cool, but out of the gameplay that I had, yeah, I had a better gameplay experience with Contra Three. I felt more like I was, I was progressing. I felt like, I felt like things were, you know, I felt like I was learning something and progressing. Like there was a, a curve mm-hmm. of of improvement. Whereas I just didn't feel that in hardcore. I felt like, ah, oh, what's going on right now? Yeah, it is a little insane. I was doing good. And this and person now I'm doing I'm, bad. This person that I'm watching, by the way, that we're showing this video from, he finishes the game without a single death. Yeah. And finishes all and does all the endings. So he's some sort of insane right. person that, that does. Yeah, he, so he's really good. So don't take his gameplay. No. Usually, I would be curious. I would love to see Scott. I, how oh, far dude, did you make it? I didn't make it like, past yet. I mean, I played it over and over, right. but I've gotten as far as I think the first boss and then I die. Yeah, because you're an average Contra player. Yeah, that's as far as the average Contra player will make it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And people should yeah. know that going in. This game, even though it's a, a console game, they still it felt like it still wanted your quarters when you played it. It does. Yeah. It it did. And I had to have I had to bring I had to recruit a 14-year-old to come in here and to play player two with me. So that I could get uh, a couple of stages in yeah. on uh, Contra Three, so yeah. it was it was good, yeah. and it was hilarious because she's never played anything like a running gun, mm-hmm. and so so she's playing this, and she's she's a rage quitter, right? Yeah, she usually rage quits. She didn't rage quit. She said, "Oh, this is so frustrating." She said, "But I can see why people like it." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah." Even this 14 year old, oh yeah, not old school retro, yeah, could take a look, a fresh new look. And see this. Yeah, and it's amazing. Now, I want to just talk briefly about Broforce because I don't think people know enough about it, give it enough credit or appreciate it, or maybe even know it exists. Uh, It's ridiculous and over the top. The entire point of Broforce is to be as ridiculous (laughs) and over, you know, Americanized commando style Rambo as possible. And they have a ton of characters that are obviously based on real characters like right now on the screen right the one man uh, armies right they're they're based out they're all the action stars yeah. of the 80s so 90s. this so this is uh judge dread he's called i think just bro dread or judge bro or something like that um <laughs> bro's better they, <laughs> 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 you don't remember actually but there's tons yeah, yeah. of them john mcclain's in this uh this right now it's um i think that's that's texas walker or walker texas Ranger texas walker Whatever his name is. You get them all backwards. I got them all backwards. But I got Neo in here from the Matrix. They call him Brino or something. It's like all bro names. And um and what I like about it actually is the pacing isn't ridiculous. You you can kind of slow down and make decisions. The world is destructible. It's the kind of game that 
looks like it was made 30 years ago, but wouldn't be possible then. There's like particle effects right. and physics and and other stuff. And if you've not played Broforce, and it's getting old now, it's like 2014, but if you've never played Broforce, still worth it. Cheap as hell, yeah. I think, to get. Um, you can get it on Switch. Uh, I know it's on PC, obviously. I'm trying to think where else. Might be on consoles as well. But just right. a fun throwback and modern at the same time and creative as hell. There's also a make your own levels mode. Um, just a wonderful, a wonderful game. And I, right. don't, I can't say enough about uh, it. it. It reminds me of Super Meat Boy in the way that its visual styling is. It, it, it looks like it was made in that way. Yeah, with kind the, of. With yeah. the pixels, the pixel sizes and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's chunky, very chunky on the pixels. Yeah. Um, it fits really well. And you can just tell by looking at the silhouette of these characters, like, you know, that's John McClane, just looking at him. Uh, yeah, look at him. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, look, he's got, no, he's got no shoes on. He's got, he's, he's walking on glass. Yeah, it's, it's wearing a wife beater. It's obvious. Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah. Uh, when you see Robocop or Brobocop, you'll be like, oh, yeah, look at Robocop. that. Brobocop's great. Yeah, Brobocop's amazing. That makes sense. They actually make that work for almost all of them. And I can't think of one where right. they didn't. Like, um, there's, a, there's a couple of Arnold ones. There's a Terminator. It's like Term Bronator. So I can't remember. Uh, they have one that where he's the commando See, guy. This is why this is why me and Scott have never released a cool game because me and Scott would spend a month just trying to think of cool names and we would never get past that part. No, yeah. We just have a list of cool names. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah. uh, there you go. It's very, very cool. Where can you play it today? Well, I'll tell you where. You can do like me and go buy the Contra collection on Steam and then have the sound system broken and then uh, return it. You can do that. Now, you did that. Was that on your PC? <laughs> it was on my PC, yes. Okay, you bought it on Steam. Yeah. I didn't have uh, a, a, a problem with the sound, but you did say that. Uh, if you are planning on buying the Contra collection on uh, uh, there's so many places like Switch, Steam, I find the easiest to buy on the Steam because it was only three ninety nine, and cheap. I had access directly to be able to use an application that's on GitHub that allows me to extract the ROMs. Yeah, That makes me feel a little bit better because I didn't have any, uh, before we started this, I didn't have any ROMs that were, you know, that I acquired through a cart or anything else. It wasn't, I didn't have it in my possession. Mm -hmm. So this really boosted up uh, my abilities to get that and feel, at least in part, like I'm doing the right thing. At least I'm protected by like, uh, you know, court cases based on, your right to copy things that you have for yourself. Well, sure. So, yeah, I'm, I may be breaking some terms of service. I don't know. I didn't dig that deep, but I do know I extracted the ROMs and then I played it in retro arch using the appropriate, uh, core as they call them or emulator. Yeah. And that to, worked to okay. That actually, that actually functioned for you. You got it to work. Oh yeah. It was no yeah. problem at all. It was, it was, it was the windows version up. for me. I, it may be a windows 11 thing. Cause there's a lot of audio subsystem issues with windows 11 and I'm still kind of working through right. those, but, um, oh, there's by the Ram, way, Rambro. A, that's his name. Instead of Rambo, it's Rambro. Rambro. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so that tool I'm talking about on GitHub, yeah. um, I should have put it in the notes anyway. Uh, it does more than just that. I think it was originally developed to extract the ROMs from like the Sega Genesis Mini or something like that. Mm. And has since went on to include all these collections. Like there's also a Castlevania collection, which I have. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I've I've increased my legitimate legal ROMs uh, by a lot just by using this tool and extracting the That's ROMs. That's cool. GitHub. 
Yeah. Look for it. What's it called? Do you, you know, know I, I, I'll define you. You, you keep talking. I'll you keep, keep talking. talking I'll keep talking. Uh, you can also, of course, uh, get the uh, anniversary collection on the Switch. That's a great place to play it, by the way. Um, I've been playing. That's where I've been playing um, a couple of versions of Metal Slug. It's Metal Slug 3 and Metal Slug 5, I think I own on the Switch. And they right. both play real well on there. Uh, perfect device for that sort of stuff. Um, and of course, you know, your emulators and that sort of thing, you can play it, but, uh, you know, get hardcore and that's pretty much the only one you need. All right, moving on. Right. Uh, GitHub yeah. is the M archive batch tool. And I just used, I didn't go source and build it myself. I just used the uh, windows version. There's also a Linux version as too, but like I said, it, it, uh, it goes through a bunch of, of legitimate ways to get that at least far as legality goes, if I mean, you just, you just, I don't know. Mm. I work, how do you feel about ROMs and the acquisition of them? You just don't think about it? Well, most of the time, the stuff I'm playing is stuff I either have owned, already own, or don't have a way to do right. it. Like, I have a the version of um, uh, Mario Golf for the Game Boy Color. I actually have the cart. I just don't have a Game Boy Color. Right. So I have no problem grabbing that ROM and playing it. Like, right. Freaking who cares? Nintendo may not love me for it, but whatever. What are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I bought their game. Make it easier to buy your old games, Nintendo. Make it make that yeah, simpler. Other than, yeah, they they kind of do though. They kind of got they got a market for it. I mean, they've got the you could get the NES, but you have to have a Switch, right? Yeah. So you they can't sp- play it wherever you want to. So they sweep you know, in and they play. go they go stop playing our old games by getting the ROMs, and then you say okay, well, sell, that's it. That's sell it. me. They're going back in the vault. Then you say sell me your old games, and then they just look at you like they don't know what you're talking about. It's like, what are you doing, Nintendo? Mainly because they, they maybe they don't speak English, and maybe that's the reason why, maybe. Yeah. No. So did you ever get, uh, someone in the chat wants to know if you ever got the Mega Drive Classics to relinquish its ROMs? Were you ever to get those out of um, I, I didn't purchase the Mega Drive uh, Classics. I, I, I didn't catch it on sale, so I think it's like $50 or something, but it, it's pretty much the same games that are on the Genesis Mini. Oh, I think so that's I what they mean. I think that's ROMs. what they mean. So yeah. the Genesis Mini, did you get that? Did you extract those ROMs, or are they just on there? Yeah, yeah, I extracted those. ROMs oh, okay, you did do that. Okay. And I and I throw ROMs back on there as well. It's, right. The Sega Genesis Mini is like my favorite way to do it. It's, there's no hassle. I mean, it's, they they didn't make it hard to do, and it's just it just works. I wonder what the Broforce. Oh my gosh, Dirty Brory instead of Dirty Harry. I just saw him pop. Do you know what the Broforce guys are even doing these days? Let's see. Broforce guys, what are you doing? Let's find out. Uh, Broforce made by... Oh, they're making... Oh, they mo- they moved to a tropical island and now they're making a new game. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> That's a great they story. They moved to a tropical island... Yeah. And now they're making a new game. Yeah. So basically what they did was they made a ton of money on Broforce and they were able to retire to a tropical island and then they got bored and now they're making more games. All right. Here's what they made. You ready for this? Give me it. They made the Expenda Bros, which was a spinoff. I do remember that one. It yeah. was a, they actually started with that because it was to commemorate the movie, but it was code they were using for upcoming Broforce. So the Expenda Bros in 2014, 2015 Broforce, 2016 Yojima Brawl. I don't know what that is. Oh, I don't either. Something on the Humble Bundle. Uh, 2018 Genital Jousting. I actually remember they, they did that one. That's I a step. That's jousting. a step back. That that's a step game. backwards, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's. That's fine, though. Whatever. Yeah, that kind uh, of humor. 2019, uh, Gorn, which is a very good VR oh, yeah, game. Gorn's really good. Yeah, quite good VR game. Then they made something called Cricket Through the Ages for iOS and tvOS. 
And then to be announced, something called Terra Nil, which I don't know what that is, uh, coming oh, I, out on PC. I, so yeah, I think I, I do know that one. Oh, it's a city I, builder. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, this is. I did hear about this. This is. You take a burned out old planet and you try to get the ecosystem back. That's what right. it is. That's because they're all super hippies now. The the <laughs> the important thing is Broforce <laughs> still exists and you should all play it. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that is pretty much it. Obviously, there's a ton more to running guns. If you right, we didn't. I, I think we almost got overwhelmed with, oh, with a lot. this much contra because I really want to revisit this someday and just like really just give the entire history. I watched an amazing documentary on YouTube uh, as it, it was recorded like about a year ago or so. And uh, what is his name? I have a slope slopey or something like that. I think his name is slopey and he did right. slopey. S O S L O P E. Uh, and if you got, like by the way, if you got the slow P, that means your prostate's too big. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. Right. So he did like an hour long video on Contra and I mean, it is this packed full of stuff and he's, you know, he, he, he admitted, he's like, Oh, it, you know, I, sorry, it took so long to make this one. He, you know, he spent months, months going through stuff and I knew I was in trouble. As soon as I saw that video, I'm like, Oh no, I've yeah. made a mistake. I've, I've. I've spread my beam too far. Yeah. I've did my power up on my on my running gun, gun uh, and it's like it's the beam is too large. Yeah, I should have narrowed it down. Yeah, so it's it, easy. It was an important it's easy lesson. To do. I agree, but it's also um, it's one I'm glad that we got to talk about because it's a yeah. It's I a big still one. think it was great. It's a big one, but more coming. Yeah, I'm more gone. coming, more on the way. All right. Uh, what else I going to tell you? Oh, you know what it is? It's time for guess our game. Let's do this. Destroy it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna play guess our game where we try to guess each other's old games. Uh, I'll give you a hint, Brian. Here's my hint. Are you ready for this? Uh, January 1st, 1994. Super Nintendo. Oh, that's, that is very specific. Oh, so they really were just like, yep. January the 1st, 1994. Okay. Yep. They were like, let's get this going right this second. Uh, in the first of the new year in 94. And uh, that it, sounds like a physical, that sounds like a, a physical year type decision, right? It's like, oh, we have to launch that. Maybe. I don't know. Because usually yeah. you want them out by the holidays. So I don't know why they do that. But, right. But let's find out what it is. If Brian can figure it out, here's the audio. All right. Here you go. Is it a running gun? It's a gun. Let's say it's a scrolling gun. I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. That's a tropical feel to it. Yeah, very tropical. It's in the jungle. Jungle mountains. That's another little hint for you. Oh, that was me dying. Wait. I actually played this, by the way. This is me. Wait, so what? go back to that music. You want the brooder again? Hold on. There it is. You hear that? You aren't messing with me, are you? No. You're not messing with me, are you? Well, what do you mean? It's a video game. Is this Choplifter? It's Choplifter. <laughs> <laughs> I decided, since the chat room says Choplifter oh every damn time. Oh, my God. You're such a jerk. That I would do that actual Choplifter. That was a giveaway once I heard the... Rrr, 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 and I was like, oh, that's Choplifter. And it's not, uh, it's not the arcade. It's not all the old versions. This is a SNES version of the game called... Yeah. What's the name of this thing? Hold on a second. This is the version I played. Not uh, it probably wasn't even probably not even three or four weeks ago. Oh, I can't even find it now. 
Uh, where's the name? I thought I wrote it down in my hidden secret uh, hidey hole here. Because I was gonna capture, the, I was gonna capture the audio and do the same thing to you. you know, were you really? That's, that's, that's funny. fantastic. I didn't know it released on January the first, nineteen ninety four. Though that's yeah, wild. This particular game. Now I can't what find weird. where I put it. But anyway, yeah, it's the one for the. It's one. Oh, you know what? I have a save for it, and I'm actually gonna play more. I liked it. I had a really good time in oh, it. Oh yeah, Chopper's fun. Yeah. Um, this particular version was really fun. Let's see if I can just find it real quick. Uh, Chop. Here it is. <laughs> this is called Choplifter Three for the uh, okay. Super Nintendo. That's the one. That's the one I played then because yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was I was trying to find some emulated games and I was do, I think I was doing the Emu VR at the time mm-hmm. and and I was like, what do I want to play? I don't know. There's like six hundred some odd games in this stupid folder. You know what I like about the Emu uh, or Open Emu Emu, emu or Mu? Yeah, or yeah, open, yeah. The yeah the Open Emu, the one you're using on the Mac. The well, the emu Mac one. Emu. You know what I like about it the most? It's actually really simple and easy to use, and I really like it. But what I like about it the most yeah. is there's a whole section in there for. Uh, um, homebrew stuff so people are making like yes. new someone made a new nes game about motor about mowing lawns it's fantastic it's so good you just have to try to get as much lawn as you can and get the gas can before you run out of gas and the gas can appears randomly so you got to mow 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 oh i'm almost out of gas oh there's a can okay if can i get it oh i barely made it okay i can mow more grass you try to clear the zone like you would in uh i don't know yeah. uh, uh dig dug or something it's sort of like that Anyway, there's a ton on there of like people just making new games for old machines and putting them on this is, here. And- this is classic. This is classic Brian and Scott right here. Mm-hmm. Scott's always like, I just want it to work. Yeah, I just want it to work. And, <laughs> and that Brian's works. always like, but yeah, but if you use RetroArch, you can use it on Linux or Windows or Mac. I mean, sure, you have to learn what uh, you have to learn what cores are and how the you know the the lib retro stuff works. And sure, but, but then you get to use stuff cool like overlays and bezels and yeah. all this other crap that's got. You know that stuff is cool. I do like that stuff. The, right. the problem is. Um, RetroArch is fine. It's great. It's got a million options, and that might be part of its problem. Yeah. But the it's other, the biggest problem, problem is that what if I just simply want to go? All right, I want to look and see some games, and I need some kind of front loader to do it in an easier way. Right now, you got to load content. Right. Go find the exact one you're looking for. Make sure the right core is associated with it. Then play it. Like it's just a little kludgy. Yeah. We probably need to figure out maybe like a mini episode or something where we kind of talk about how not to get overwhelmed with retro because it, it can be very overwhelming in lots of ways, financially, uh, mentally. I mean, it's, it's such a you really the first thing you want to do is like, oh, look, I just found, you know, 900 ROMs. And it's like, that's great and all, but you don't need 900 ROMs no, because you're, you're not going to play. You're going to play some hacked version of freaking Donkey Kong Country? Like, come right. on now. It's, it's, it's much better to have a smaller, specific collection that you make work enjoyably yeah. than it is to just to have a big collection. Big, I, I highly recommend Mario Tennis on the Game Boy Color. It's very good. I, I, you played that before. Was that what you was playing before yeah, the yeah, show? Yeah, that was, yeah that. That was that looked good. Yeah, I was fighting Donkey Kong, and I beat him barely, though. It was actually a really close Wait, match. I thought you said you were playing tennis. Yeah, tennis. He, I plot, I, oh, he, so, you ref, so that's how you refer? It's like you fight people at tennis? <laughs> oh, what did I say fight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, I was fighting Donkey Kong. It and I'm felt like, like a fight. fight. Wait a minute. It felt like a fight because he's a dick. But uh, yeah, Donkey Kong versus Mario. <laughs> You're so mad about Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> that's not even the same Donkey Kong. I know, but they're still dicks. They just Those games are too hard. Actually, the second one's not so bad. I've been playing that one. It's fine. 
Sorry. But Donkey Kong right. Country just, it had my number, man. It just really wanted to make my life hard last week. Uh, there's a tw- there's a new DMS mashups put a new um, uh, TikTok account up that is just me swearing at video games. So search Hilarious. for it. Hilarious. I think it's just Frog Pants Plays, I think. Right. Yeah, you guys should go. You guys should go check that out. Uh, all right, that's uh, mine. Now let's do Brian's. I'm going to play the audio. We'll see if I can figure it out. Oh, the, yeah. What's my hint? 1988. We're playing on the NES. Okay. Nintendo Entertainment System. Here goes. Uh, <laughs> that goes for a while. I know this too. Yeah, you do. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Oh my gosh, I can't think of it. Why do I know this? I just played this. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I just played this. Like in, yeah, in, you just played this today. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is the one I was talking about. Uh, the, the, the I played the SNES version of it, but it's that hopping machine deal. Um, the machine deal. I think the opposite. Just the machine deal, man. Bla- uh, Blaster ma- master. Ma- Blaster master. Is that it? There you go. Oh, shut up. Really? Definitely. <laughs> Blaster right. Master. When you said it earlier, I was like, really? I was like, ah, he's going to get it. Yeah, I played it today. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I literally, I it's that hopping sound, I think, <laughs> that did it. That's what got me because that's very similar in the newer one. But um, I I guess I, I've not played the NES version. I, is that the best one to play? I have no idea. Um, That was the one that I was familiar with. Okay. You know what else is good? I played a ton of this on my Switch also is... uh. Kirby's Dreamland th- oh, one yeah. was it? Man, those Dreamland games—they're good. They're good. Yeah, man. Kirby's I like good. I like Kirby a lot. They are really daring. Mechan- those games mechanically are were ahead of their freaking time. Like, right, it's so cute. I like when Kirby cut uh, Nintendo of America that deal where they didn't have to pay rent for a month. Yeah, that was freaking great. Kirby bastard. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, let's do this uh, here uh, deal here. Wait, where are we? I don't know where I am. Here we go. Welcome to the Treasure Room. Time for emails. This is an email from Mike Pacholik. Or Pacholik. Oh, Pacholik, he says in his pronunciation. Yeah, right? he says Pauchalik. 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 I don't know. So, so hello, Scott and Brian. By the way, send it to playretroshow at gmail.com. Playretroshow at gmail.com. Hello, Scott and Brian. I'm loving the new show. On the Cool Spot show, Scott, uh, you were talking about a game that Shiny made that began with the letter M. That was MDK, short for Murder, Death, Kill. Oh, yes. Says I was the IT manager at Interplay when we uh, when we bought Shiny Entertainment. A topic I think That's that would awesome. be cool for the show is clay or stop motion games. At Interplay, we had Claymates, Clay Fighter, and Clay Fighter 2, Judgment Clay. Oh, <laughs> jeez. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, we made a special version of Clay Fighter for the Blockbuster Video. If you have a copy of it now, it is worth a very pretty penny. Some really? other clay other clay games were from uh or were from the neighborhood. That was a cool game. Remember that? Yeah, I love from Neighborhood. I yeah. just that was so good. 
That was really good. Anyway, thank you for the great content, Mike. Well, Mike, this is awesome. A little bit of a, an old school uh, industry guy working over at Interplay. That's awesome. Um, I am a fan of claymation in general. I love it. Yes. Uh, clay animation, clay as as a as a medium is just cool to me, uh, even in in any context. But in video games, even more so. So. If somebody comes to me and says, Scott, do you want to play an, a point-and-click adventure game? I go, ah, it depends on what it is. If they say, well, what if everything's made of clay? Oh, I'm in. I'm in. You're so resisted. I love that you would say, ah, maybe it depends. I mean, I don't know, because I'm not I'm not really, yeah. that genre has kind of come and gone for me. But if you said yeah, everything's yeah. made out of clay, then all bets are off. I'll play it. So Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's me. Yeah. I would do it with clay. More clay-based games, please. That's wonderful. I I love clay based games. They look so just so fun and whimsical. And I also back in uh, 2016, I threw some money at Kickstarter for for because of those neighborhood guys. Uh, they were working on a new clay game called Armacrog. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever seen that, but but from uh, I remember that recent, like I think we talked about it on the boob show. What, what happened with that? Is it around? Uh, yeah, it's still around. And you, I think you still get it on Steam. Uh, I never played it through so i'd started so i I would, i'd like to go back and play it you may be just that may just be the thing i have to do oh, it's I on do sale that. right now it's only nine bucks and sweet it's not reviewed real well arma krog yeah, yeah. The, you know it's a kickstarter game you know how those go well sometimes those are big and awesome though right sometimes yeah sometimes yeah uh, <laughs> i said how they usually go i'm trying to see what the uh, deal is here if i can get some action movement out of this character there we go look at that see that's just cool looking isn't that cool yeah i i i think it's just a really n- neat motif and i would like to see more games do it um i'd like to see like a, a turn-based XCOM style with a bunch of claymation rendered characters Ooh. in it even the um one of the the jackbox games collections i think it was the last one yeah. seven before eight they had a version yeah. of Quiplash in the game, which yeah. is like Quiplash, Quiplash 3. 3, right? And it's yeah. not actual clay. I found out on Twitter, one of them answered and said, yeah, we do that all on CG, but they made it look like that was all clay, and it is such a cool yeah. look. It's my favorite version of that game. So It really is. It's got it's like a clay ball in the center of the mm-hmm. screen, and it's like oozing back and forth, and it's, it's very good. It's really neat. So if you uh, like clay, the, and we don't mean clay entertainment, who we also, also right. like, they're awesome. We also like, yeah. Yeah, those guys are great. They should make more games. Uh, All right. That is going to do it for that. Our next episode. Do you want to do the DuckTales thing? What do you want here? We got a list, Brian. What do you want to do? We got a list. I I would love. Okay, so we got got people asking for PC, like hardcore. Do we want to do anything? So that's kind of a good question. That's a good question. I actually was, I was kind of teetering back and forth because what we were doing where we're doing arcade and then console arcade console and then this one was kind of a little bit of both and so i was thinking back to console but you made a good point about we haven't done any retro pc stuff because for one thing we don't i i I don't know if pc stuff disappears like arcade and console stuff does you know what i mean because if if it was on a pc it's kind of still accessible usually yeah it's less so, it's less ef- it's less ephemeral for sure like uh you know if right. you, you want to go play quake literally the version of quake on steam is in 4k uses original right. code you know the beautiful game blah 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 like it, there is a there is a point of diminishing returns because you're right that's like the permanent platform where windows just supports stuff in somewhat perpetuity but i think there's an era there like 
you know, I put down Hexen Beyond Heretic, for example, because Hexen is one of those right, right. games that I absolutely adored. It was weird. It's not mainstream, but it exactly. had a giant influence. Been, yeah, we, if we did Doom or Quake, it had to be from a different angle. I wouldn't. We had to figure out a, an angle on it. But Hexen, yeah, Hexen's awesome. Or Heretic, Heretic, then Hexen. So you had okay. Heretic and and which was more like a it felt like a mod to, to doom sort of it wasn't that different right and then hexen was like mentioned so yeah yeah right. and hexen beyond heretic which was the sequel ish that thing is where it was at man oh, i was so freaking right. good but i here's where i lean i think we have to get the big yellow guys his time i think we go pac-man <laughs> we go you're pac-man just gonna pull, you're gonna pull a, a, you're just gonna go straight away from all of that yeah and just go to pac-man we're gonna go to pac-man we'll get back around to some pc thing but i think that i think our discussion is a good indicator that we're gonna have to drill down and figure out what we we're want gonna to really think get about out it of we're gonna think about it for a minute yeah. right yeah because both of us have you know huge influences from that era and of course it's right. gonna matter but we just want it, to make sure it's good it might be a good time to do the Pac-Man thing because I believe it's this month that Namco is releasing uh, their uh, better version of the Pac-Man collection. Oh, when's that happening? I, I believe that's what they said originally. Okay. I'm down with that. So, Whatever that even means. Yeah. I don't know what that even means, but I want to talk about, about baby this? Pac-Man and that weird pinball hybrid game. That was weird. Right. How about this? Yeah. It's going to be one of those three things we talked about today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll talk off air we'll give we'll, we'll you right, guys right, can, right right you guys can uh feel the surprise when it happens i like it i like it that's fine right. that's totally fine all we've done yeah is wetted your whistle uh yeah yeah you, you'll get to blow on your whistle hardcore next week okay yeah like that uh i don't know why i'm so interested in the pac-man thing i think it's because it's just I love so, the pac-man thing it's so primordial to what we're doing so. yes um, all right so that's next week something is going to happen i promise <laughs> when we get there uh, in the meantime, we are done. Uh, I want to remind you folks that this new little enterprise that is now six episodes old is brought to you by you and your good graces at patreon.com slash play retro. And uh, thankfully, uh, with your support over there, we're able to keep the show going and actually do some really cool stuff in the future. So if you want to see what it's all about and what you get for being a part of it, even at the most basic levels, you can go to patreon.com slash play retro today. Uh, starting next week, I'll start reading some names out of there so you guys can get a little cred oh. for being awesome. Uh, You're big getting thanks. the cred. Yep. Big thanks to everybody for doing it. We appreciate it. Email us, playretroshow at gmail.com. Playretroshow on Twitter. You can find the show at frogpants.com slash playretro. What else, man? Is there anything else, Brian, that we haven't talked about we should mention here? That's a good point. Now, you need to make sure that also, first of all, tell a friend. Do yeah, it. Yeah. Tell a friend to come watch it. Yeah, listen to play retro. Also, me and Scott stream all through the week, and we've been doing retro games. So check us out on Twitch at our yeah. respective channels. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Brian Dunaway on his. I'm at Frog Pants. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, want to see me yell at a pixelated monkey? Perfect time. Right. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you don't have sensitive ears, uh, <laughs> I suggest you do just that. Yeah, I recommend it highly. <laughs> Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for watching, for listening, for hanging out, and for being here. We'll be back with more next time right here on Play Retro. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. <laughs>